for 30 years, I've been a guest on countless radio shows. Now I'm going to switch it around, and I'm going to be the host interviewing very interesting guests. And again, today, we have a guest who's someone very worth listening to, not because she holds any great titles in the world system, but because she's so articulate and fascinating. And just uh, like my first guest, she's a very exceptional person. And I really find her refreshing and the way she articulates her ideas, the, the way she thinks. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about men's rights. And this, this, is, uh, this is touch bases with the major uh, part of the Illuminati agenda, which is the destruction of the family unit. You know, I have done a lot of research into Illuminati, and I have worked with a lot of people trying to come out of the Illuminati. And one thing that was very clear across the board is that these, that the Illuminati have as one of their prime objectives the destruction of the uh, family. And the major part of this is to, to destroy fathers, fatherhood, the uh, to create uh, single families and to keep the fathers from uh, having a role in their their children's lives. And uh, since a lot of my listeners are probably just involved with what's happening in America, they may not realize that this whole thing is actually a global agenda that the Illuminati are doing. You know, in Greece, 95% of the divorce cases, the judges rule against the men and give the women sole custody of the children in a divorce. 98% of the time. Now I ask you, in 98% of the cases, is the, is the father consistently the worst parent? I mean, come on, let's, let's think this through, people. Obviously, it should be more like 50-50. Uh, so we've got this thing going on country after country. In Israel, fathers have been discriminated against so badly that the United Nations, which is not pro-men, by the way, condemned Israel for discriminating against divorced fathers. And so country after country, we see fathers organizing and uniting and staging protests. Uh, you know, like in Australia, they've got Dads Against Discrimination and, and other organizations. In Canada, I know firsthand some of the fathers up there that were horribly discriminated against. I have a friend, uh, Nilo Pacino, and his, his son hated living with, with his mother so badly because she was, she was a very horrible parent. And the son ran away from home and went to his father Nilo's house. And when that happened, you know what the system did? They came and they arrested Nilo. Nilo couldn't stop his son from trying to get away from a bad parent. But they arrested Nilo because his son was didn't want to live with this, this bad parent. So uh, <laughs> this is what we're, we're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. And today's guest is just uh, someone who's very, very uh, interesting because here we have a woman who's 
an advocate for men's rights. And this goes way beyond just the issue of men having rights, but this issue is important to us because this is how they're bringing in the New World Order, the destruction of the family. We need to discuss these things. We need to come up with answers. So uh, without further ado, I uh, want to uh, have our guests say hi to the listeners. Uh, Linda, you're there. Would you say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. So so glad to have you on, on the show. Have me on your show. Thanks so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so used to saying it the other way around. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did have uh, you, Fritz, on my show, and I really appreciated that. So thanks for returning the favor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let, uh, let us get an idea of, of how you got into this. I mean, this is strange. Here's a woman that is seeing how men are being destroyed and actually instead of being like most people just uh, shrugging their shoulders and and going on their merry way you got into trying to set the balance uh, settle things and and help men so uh introduce what what got you into all of this I would say the second wave of uh, women's lib, which started uh, in in the early 70s, 70, you know, one, two, three, right in there. And it started, women's lib started off with a great premise, equal pay for equal work. And then it turned out that they couldn't solve that problem. Um, primarily, I think they couldn't solve that problem because women were, demanding that you give them the job or the raise or the promotion based on their gender rather than merit. And most CEOs could care less about whether you're green, blue, purple, or polka dot. They want to know that the employee is is adding to their bottom line, that the person has value and has merit. Well, I guess women don't understand that concept. They just want to demand that you give them that position based on their gender. So anyway, it uh, turns out they couldn't solve that problem, and then they decided to just turn on men, just hate on men. And so that has escalated over the decades to what we have now, which is a culture that uh, denigrates men, devalues men, you know, desensitizes de, uh, men to the fullest degree in every way, shape, or form. And I'm just not having it. I, I, I think um, you cannot have a women's liberation and elevate just one sex. And especially, you can't do it to the detriment of the opposite sex. I'm all for women's power. I'm all for strengthening the women and, you know, making them stronger, both uh, financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. I'm all for that. But if you're going to do all that, if you're going to liberate a gender, you know, we're in this together. We're on this planet together. And you have to do it collectively. If you're going to do it, you have to elevate both genders. There has to be an enlightenment of both genders. And that's absolutely not that's not what has happened over the last four decades, it, anything but that. So um, I'm on a crusade because I don't think it's right. And uh, men have been 
put down, put in their place, uh, you know, relegated to second-class citizens. You can't turn on the TV without hearing a commercial or a TV program saying how stupid and ignorant men are and cavemen and, and you know, on and on and on. It's just reinforced. This behavior is reinforced in every way, shape, or form throughout media, throughout society. It's just really disgusting. And, you know, I realize why it's getting done. Uh, the reason why is because if you step back to a more global level, the globalists have this agenda and they are using every possible avenue they can to put down men. So you and I, Fritz, as our small voices, uh, we uh, like to roar and we like to put them in their place and show the world, I think there is strength in numbers, to just shine a little light on why and how this is happening. You know, Linda, I'm, I want to jump in here and uh, talk uh, to the listeners. I was, I've been in a number of Muslim countries that were, were very strongly Muslim, and a lot of people in this uh, postmodern world, they, they don't want to hear something negative about another culture. But let me say this. When I was in Libya, I saw that the women were enslaved over there. They were treated worse than animals. The men would drive in the front of the pickup truck. The women would be back with the goats in, in the back of the pickup truck. They're not allowed to show their faces in, in uh, society. They're, they're not allowed to have driver's licenses. They're, they're just treated worse than animals. And it really upset me because you cannot, just like you're saying, you can't take half of humanity and discriminate, it against, uh, discriminate against them. So, you know, it's not that I'm, I'm wanting men to, to be these overlords just treating men, women like, like they're, they're chattel because just the opposite of that. When I saw men treating women that way, I was outraged. Women should never be treated that way. And Americans here, Americans have no concept of how horrible women are treated in these Muslim countries. And, and to my way of thinking, how can you have a successful society if you're going to enslave half of it? You cannot have a successful society if men are being beat down or women are being beat down. So it, it's not like I'm trying to elevate one sex over the other. Don't get me wrong here. But this, what we're talking about here, is a definite agenda to destroy the family, and it's sick. It's very sick. And I can give lots of examples. I know firsthand of how men have just been destroyed from this whole process. Now you've been you've you've established some things to try to to help things, right? Uh, am I not correctly? You've written at least. Uh, tell me about your books. Tell me about the therapy you do. Tell me about your radio show. You've you've got these three areas here that 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 I've seen that you're trying to. To uh, you're, you're doing things to try to uh, help the situation out. Tell me about your your show and and uh, what you do to help men. Uh, the therapy you do and everything. Would you get uh, help us understand this? Absolutely. I think one of the agendas that Women's Lib had and one of the myths that they promoted was the sexes are the same. 
And in my first book, which I wrote for men, I want to make it loud and clear that the sexes are absolutely not the same. It is my opinion that Mother Nature is not stupid. There are two sexes for a reason. Otherwise, we'd all be amoebas and it wouldn't matter. But guess what? It does matter. So, you know, maybe we both start at uh, point A, and maybe we both want to get to point Z, but how we navigate from A to Z is decidedly different on almost every level. The sexes are not the same. And as you will see over the decades since women's lib, and especially these last couple of years with regard to them, you know, telling us about, you know, cis people and transgender and QQ and, you know, what's your gender today and all this kind of stuff, they are trying to brainwash you that the sexes are the same, that there is a fluidity there with our sex. No, there's not. Um, (laughs) You know, I mean... I don't know. So anyway, I wrote the men's book, and the name of the men's book is called Mastering Women, The Real Truth About Women That Will Change Your Life Together. Now, you cannot grasp a concept unless you understand where you are, what your place in the world is. And in this book, it tells you this is how we are engineered biologically genetically, so on and so forth, we have an imprint uh, in us that propels us, that propels our hormones, our behaviors, our thought processes to go in a certain direction. And that certain direction is for the continuance of the species. It's for survival purposes. So it is based on my research. I have a degree in psychology from UCLA. I spent years and years researching this this topic. Based on my research, the age-old question that Freud asked, is it nature or is it nurture? In my research, I found that it's nature, meaning that there is a biological imprint that drives us. So 95% of the time, we are in our animal brain, in our reptilian brain, and these processes are going to happen regardless without us. Much like if there's something gets trapped in our nasal passage, we sneeze. We don't have to think about it. It just happens. We sneeze. Or if there's something lodged in our, our throat, once again, we don't have to think about it. We cough. It is a survival technique. So these processes happen regardless of our input. Now, people say, you know, how can that be? We're not animals. We're humans. Okay, that's all well and good. Can the human spirit override these natural processes? Of course they can. But you would have to use your brain. You would have to use your higher cognitive ability to go to that side of the brain to override the natural processes. Do people do that? No. I mean, I would say it happens less than 5% of the time. You have to be motivated to override what comes naturally. It can happen. It does happen. You, you can, you know, override those processes, but it takes a conscious effort to do so because Mother Nature wants to make sure that you're going to procreate and the species is still going to be in existence tomorrow, the next day, and the next millennia. 
So that's why they are there. That's my men's book, Mastering Women. It teaches you everything and anything that you want to know on how to interact with women and how to be a master at the process, much like Tiger Woods is a master at golf because he practices putting, he practices the long shot, he practices, in fact, I read his book a long time ago, 20 years ago, and one of the chapters in his book was the 16 blades of grass, different blades of grass, and I thought, holy cow, here is a guy who has analyzed this so deeply that based on the particular type of grass he's dealing with, that's how he bases his shot, um, you know, with regard to weather conditions and whether the grass is dry or wet or this or that, you know, he's analyzed it all. And that's what I've done for the men in this book. It takes any situation, any interaction that you may come across with women, and it tells you where women are coming from, what they are thinking, disregard what women say, because half the time women don't talk straight. They'll tell you it's X, and the poor guy runs around chasing his tail, trying to do X, pleasing the woman, and meanwhile, it's not X at all. It's Y that she's dealing with. So that's why you're not successful with her, because she's not talking straight to you. Anyway, it gives you all the scenarios on how to get the upper hand and how to be masterful in the art of relationships. Some of my men even uh, have taken this book and used these same principles in the workplace because today we have, you know, it's a modern society. We have women bosses and women CEOs. And guess what? If you don't get along with that woman or you don't understand where she's coming from, you're not going to get ahead. You might not get the promotion. You might not get the raise. And why go to work miserable every day? You need to understand that the sexes are very different. The way that she's thinking and what's important to her is decidedly different than what you're thinking and what you're assuming she's thinking. So this book gives you the real deal on how to handle it. So use it for interpersonal relationships, uh, your family, your loved ones, work relationships, any and all of the above. Uh, you can find it in that book. Um, you can find this book, Mastering Women, uh, on Amazon. It's both in a paperback book as well as the ebook. I do have my guys getting the ebook because they like digital copies, but they always end up still buying the paper paper book version. And the reason they tell me is because there's so much information in there and it's so valuable and they can use it you know, I say it's with women, but you can really use it on how to master your own life. Because guess what? Every day you're running into the opposite sex sooner or later, whether it's the gas station or the the drugstore or wherever you are, every moment of your life you're running into somebody. So it's really how to get a master on all of this. And uh, my guys end up buying the paper book version and they tell me they take a yellow highlighter and they read the book like four or five times because there is a lot of information for you to absorb. So that's for the men. And then for the ladies, um, I have uh, another book called Hitched in 90 Days or Less. And this is for the lady 
who maybe has lost her way. And I think young women today, they really don't know how to be feminine because our mom's generation brainwashed us that being feminine, there was something wrong with that, that it was, you know, weak and what have you and something to be avoided. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, You know, I'm not talking about being the little lady from grandma's days, you know, 90 years ago. Okay, that was sort of, you know, the relationship, the interaction between uh, the male and the female back in those days 100 years ago. Okay, yes, that was decidedly different. It was lopsided. I'm not advocating that by any stretch of the means. But I'm advocating that there is significant power in being feminine. You don't have to do, as a woman, you don't have to do it the aggressive way, which is the the male way, that you can still get anything you desire, even the workplace issues. You can get what you desire without having to use aggressive male tactics. So this book uh, teaches the woman um, let's say she's already with a guy and the guy says, you know, oh, I'm not marriage minded. I'm not interested in ever getting married again or, or, or married for the first time. And, you know, just leave a good thing alone. We're fine the way we are. So it teaches him how you can change yourself to be more attractive to where he's in fear of losing you. So he will propose to you quickly, like within 90 days, if you do some of the techniques in the book, you will um, quickly turn him on and motivate him to where he doesn't want to lose you. So he will propose, Um, teaches you that. And also for the lady that doesn't have anybody in her life, it teaches you how to be, where to look, what to say, what to do, all of that to where you are a magnetic force, you're attracting somebody that you really want to be with. And this book also is on Amazon ebook and also the paperback version. Well, it goes without saying that all of us are interested in relationships. And so the topic today is one that everybody uh, is going to be interested in. Uh, That's pretty interesting uh, that you have these methods that uh, the man will will want to be committed to the woman within 90 days. Um, I wanted to go back. There's so much here to cover. I mean, and we'll get to your radio show and your counseling later, but but what what you've said right here about your books was enough to chew on for a moment. Um, now, you were saying that it was nature, that we're biologically imprinted, and I, I guess i got to play devil, devil's advocate a little bit here in that it seems like if, this, if we're, our natures are so strong to be men and, and women to be women, why is it that we have uh, all these effeminate men today? Well, let me interrupt my question here to say something, uh, Linda. Um, the reason why I ask this is because I was Amish. I was a member of the Old Order Amish uh, Mennonites for a number of years. And when I was Amish, the men were men, the women were women, and they were all happy about that. The men were were happy about being men. The women were happy that their men were men. And the men were happy that the women were women. And and I see this this stuff 
nowadays where they're like mocking the Amish like, oh, their women are enslaved. No, the women are not enslaved at all. In an Amish church, they work off of a total consensus. Any member of the church, and women make up half of the members, any member can stop anything by saying no. So they have total veto power uh, over anything that happens in the church, a single woman. So there is not this, this theory that the world concocts because they can't stand the fact that women would be women is totally bogus. But, uh, but I, I, I ask myself, what is causing the, the men today to be totally effeminate? You, can, you cannot, if, if you look at, if you've been Amish like I and you come back out in the world, I have to tell you, Linda, it's hard to find a single man who's really a man. Even the men that we think are men are pretty effeminized. And, and men don't even know how to act like a man anymore. They don't have any role models. And I, and I see all these plastics of, you know, creating all these hormonal differences in men. I see all of the, the, uh, the Hollywood movies that are, are stealing men's self-concept of how to act. And it's, so it seems like there, there's a lot of things coming at men to degrade uh, them understanding what a man is, how a man is to be a man. Could you address uh, discussing how this natural biological imprinting of how we should act is being uh, totally uh, warped to where people can't even be their normal self, where a mother has lost her, her maternal instincts. And, you know, we, we find mothers now killing their babies. Come on. It's it, the biological imprinting is for a mother to have a, a maternal instinct. How are these maternal instincts being destroyed? You know, I mean, there, something big is, has to be happening for, for the reality of the nature totally being destroyed. So uh, could you address that? Yes, there are hormonal disruptors that are causing these women to turn on their infants. In fact, uh, shy of the hormonal disruptors, Mother Nature is so infinitely smart. What she does upon uh, the birth of the child is she dumps a hormone dump into the hormone into the woman's system called oxytocin. This is the hormone that bonds the mother to this child because raising an infant is so exceedingly difficult every two hours that kid needs you um, the, you know the, either he's going to poop or he's he's hungry or he needs burping or something is going on that you can't be too far away from that child without the child being in a high maintenance high demand situation and this is going to go on for the next year in addition to your own personal hormones being completely out of whack to where they get back to a um, non-birthing uh, situation a more normal situation it is exceedingly crazy. So anyway, during that first year, there is this uh, hormone that's called oxytocin that that makes you bond with this child. So you don't abandon the child, you don't kill the child, you don't hurt the child in any way that, you know, yes, you don't want to wake up at 2 a.m. in the morning to feed that child, but you're going to anyway because 
of this biological imprint because of this factor that's happening in your system that gets you to wake up anyway and and you know take care of business so when you're saying why are young mothers today why are they flushing the kid down the toilet and you know all these horrendous things that we're hearing that they hurt their child it is because there are certain plastics like BPA, which is just a common water bottle that you find at any store. Every time you touch one of those plastics, it is uh, permeating through your skin and getting into your blood system to disrupt what nature's natural hormones are. And uh, I think that's what's going on. We, we are exposed to these chemicals more and more. Um, in fact, I just recently learned, let's say you go to a store. It, it could be the market or, or the or the drugstore or what have you. You know those that thermal paper, thermal paper receipt that they give you? Guess what? That has, has the BPA in there, too. And I think to myself, oh, my gosh, how many times a day do I touch this thermal paper? I mean, I might be at a restaurant signing a receipt. I might be at the cleaners signing a receipt. Every merchant that you look at, they're all using that thermal paper. And it's like, what is a person supposed to do? Are you supposed to go there with latex gloves to pick up your dry cleaning? I mean, it's just so ridiculous. But... Yes, unfortunately, these bad chemicals are getting into our blood, bloodstream, and it's not pretty. It is changing our biology. You know, uh, Linda, I have seen the research where they have, they, have, they have discovered that when a child, a, ma a boy, grows up with an absent father, it creates a need for a male and this promotes gay type thinking because they have this this deep-seated need for a male that they didn't have satisfied so uh, we're creating dynamics in our society that are breaking down the family and I don't think this stuff is going on casually I think there's an agenda behind it that the people who who are very intelligent at designing social engineering know exactly what they're doing um, are you familiar with this absent father uh, syndrome of, of, of the dynamic there Yes, and conversely, since we have a generation now since Women's Lib, by the way, Women's Lib created the highest divorce rate in our history. So like I was saying earlier, they started off with equal pay for equal work. They couldn't get that solved. Then they decided to hate on all men, and they decided that all men were bad. Rather than taking ownership of the situation to say, I personally chose the wrong man and leaving the rest of the men on earth alone. Um, they did not take ownership, and they just decided to spread that news because it's easier to blame somebody else than to blame your own actions, and they decided to hate on men. So what happened at that point in time is that because of the invention of the pill, this was the first time that women were liberated to leave the house. So they didn't have to be barefoot and pregnant. They didn't have to be at the mercy of biology. They could delay biology and delay the birthing process by taking the pill. 
In so doing, women were finally able now to go to college or they were able to go into the workforce and to start earning money. As they started earning money, they said, what the heck do I need you for? Meaning the husband or the man of the house. I'm bringing home the bacon. I don't need you anymore. So they divorced. Um, you know, like I said, it was the highest divorce rate in our system. So fast forward now, we have our first generation of young men who are in their 20s who don't have a significant dominant male in their in their household now I understand, okay, you're earning the money and maybe this guy was, the dad was not a good guy. All right, fine, whatever. Do what you have to do. But what I found fault with these women is they should have introduced a male figure to help raise that boy. They should have brought in a grandpa or uncle or a sports coach or a religious figure or some male mentor that she looks up to. But instead, no, they said, oh, we're blurring the lines. The sexes are the same. I can be both the male parent and the female parent. We don't need men. We're just fine. I'm raising my boy by myself. That was a huge mistake. So, yes, we do have a, a lot of men that have a lot of female characteristics that were raised solely by women and when I say solely by women not only were they surrounded by their own mother perhaps the grandmother the aunt the next-door neighbor is, is a woman the teacher typically is a woman so you know there are many hours in that young boy's life that they're only surrounded by women um, not a good thing because the young boy does not get balance he doesn't are female characteristics important of course they are. Is the mother important? Of course she is. But can she do it all? No, she cannot. I say, no, she cannot. That she should have, I mean, the smart women did bring in a male influence to help balance the boy's uh, education and his mental outlook. Well, where our whole society is going down the toilet, where so few men out there, like I say, even know how to act like a man, even if the boy did have a man somehow come into his life like a coach or something, we're we're fast losing the art of men being a real man. And and it's it's scary. It's it's like uh we're going back in the dark ages where where we've lost a whole whole block of of wisdom and um i can see that because i know where the amish men are at and and how uh like an amish man is expected to work hard his wife can expect him to do that so if the man is not feeling well that day uh, he, he can't cop out and say, well, I don't feel well, I'm not going to work. No, his wife can expect that he's going to get out there and he's going to provide and he's going to do what he needs to do because a man is a man and he's going to suck it up. You know, but you have men now today that all they do is, is play video games all day and they have no sense of responsibility, no sense of of how they're to work hard and they're to take care of the woman. Uh, they just kind of expect the woman to take care of them, take care of themselves. I mean, I can, I can think 
of specific examples of people I know that are in this situation, and it's it's uh, horrific. These these men have no sense of responsibility, um, and and the women couldn't couldn't instill that in them if they tried because uh, uh, they're stuck in their 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 ways. Um, yeah, it's 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 just uh, becoming horrendous. Now you have this show, which I was on, the Men's Advocate Show, and you have guests. Uh, talk with me and and our and our listeners um, uh, some of what kind of guests you have on, in case they might want to listen to this, and the type of counseling, because uh, I know that uh, um, there are men and women that come to you for counseling. And, and so uh, discuss these things with us. Absolutely. Um, our My radio show is called The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. That's The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We are on every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you're in the geographic Los Angeles area, you can listen to us on the radio at KMET 1490 AM. If you're not in the geographic area, you can listen to us um, through my mobile app or the station's app. Uh, the mobile, my mobile app, easy to find. Just type in the Men's Advocate Show, and that should come up both in the iPhone version as well as for Androids. And you can listen either live or on demand. So you can be anywhere in the world and listen to our show. So you don't have to be tethered to your radio if you're not in the geographic area. So we talk about some of the dynamics from my book, from Mastering Women, which is dating, sex, relationships, women, um, those, 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 ah, those sorts of topics, as well as we go beyond that and talk about any and all uh, topics that a guy might be interested in. So that might be men's health, men's fitness, um, golf, uh, certain sports, uh, maybe uh, dynamite, uh, cigars, bourbon, beer, you name it. We've got it all here at, at the Men's Advocate Show. And then I have two legal groups that I, that I advocate for. One is uh, for men who have lost custody of their children, maybe they are, uh, you know, unfortunately they've lost without merit. They were accused of something, maybe accused of um, abuse or drugs or alcohol, and, uh, you know, maybe she lied in court and now you've been denied custody of your kids. Um, we, talk, we talk about men's rights in that area. And also my other group is men who want to uh, overturn and um, reform lifetime alimony. Uh I do believe that if the woman is not working, that she does need some rehab. There does need to be a ramp-up period. But maybe that ramp-up period through education and schooling and practice and experience, maybe that period takes, I don't know, anywhere from two to five years, let's say. Um, but to give her lifetime alimony, unfortunately, what started off as a good premise in the 50s and the 60s, women today are now abusing that area of the law as well. And they're just never remarrying. 
and they're using um, this alimony as free money to get a free ride, you know, off the back of um, of the husband, as well as they're impeding, you know, the progress of the child. The the money that could be going towards the child's uh, education instead is going to buy her designer handbags and fancy vacations. So the whole system is absolutely not fair, and that's why I advocate for the, these two men's groups. Okay. Well, Linda, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, that because you didn't give the names to these groups, your your legal group is agreed dads, right? No, I have so many. I mean, you know, oh. you mentioned DAD. I mean, there's so many that, that are, uh, you know, parental groups. Occasionally, those parental groups are aggrieved moms. Sometimes the moms are denied custody. But there are many, many groups, hundreds of groups on Facebook, and it's an umbrella for, for all of them, uh, you know, because they all have the same common goal, that they want to have equal access to the child, and they want fair treatment in the family court system. And unfortunately, that is certainly not the case today. Okay, um, so it so you didn't mention the names of these groups because there's actually quite a few. There's um, quite a few, yes. Yeah. You know, if a person is really lost and just starting out and has nowhere to turn, they can uh, send me a private message on Facebook, and I'm happy to point them to a, to a few groups, and hopefully they'll resonate with one of them. Yeah, and for those that want to do that, her, her name, Linda Gross, Gross is, is just spelled like you would think, G-R-O-S-S. So, um, yeah, you can go there on Facebook and uh, contact her. And because these, you know, there there are a lot of people that have come to me and said, Fritz, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to lose my access to my children. And it's really a trauma for the fathers. And, and when fathers lose access to their children, it kills something inside them. The same way for a mother. There's some mothers that uh, they lost access to their children because the father was given custody. And it, and I've noticed it kills something inside of them. And, and it's something, it, it deadens. It deadens their natural instincts, their maternal instincts. So we really need a fair system. We need a system that's going to take care of the children. And yet time and time again, I personally have seen that the courts, they, they have all this blather about, well, we got to do what's best in the interest of the child, but they could care less about the children. They repeatedly right. do things that are outrageous against the children, even even adopting them out to pedophiles and stuff. It's just so it's so gross. It's so it's it, it just uh, a person just gets indignant at what's going on, how they're destroying this country, and so. In this next segment, in the second segment, we're going to develop this further. We're going to go more into the rabbit hole. We're going to discuss more about the agenda that this falls into, uh, what the globalist agenda is, how the how uh, why and everything. Uh, hopefully, we'll get into the bigger picture on all of this. And um, so, I hope that you will support uh, the program and that you will go on and, and uh, become a, a paying member to listen to the second segment. This is freemantv.com. Thank you for listening to this first segment, and uh, I hope to see you on the, the other half. Thank you. 